If anyone ever had the makings of a Renaissance man, it's definitely Mitchell Banks. I always tell Bree she married up when she married Mitchell. Mitch, you're as good as it gets. Before you read your devotional for today, tell us what the most interesting thing about being married to Bree is. Mitch, take it away. Oh, man. Um, well, for one thing, we do have an office in our house, which is where we somewhat designate our arts and crafts. But inevitably, because Brianna is so involved in so many different crafts, they spill onto our kitchen table, into the living room, into the laundry room. And, I mean, Brianna has participated in creating every craft there is on Pinterest and she's probably even invented some of her own so I think that's probably the most interesting thing about her Uh, but as far as our readings are concerned our devotional for today comes from the book of Judges chapters 6 7 and 8 and you know I kind of hate to admit it but I relate so much to Gideon The insecurity, doubt, and constant attempts to get God to work the way I want him to are so relatable for my younger self. Um, Our passages today further challenge me because Gideon does something I found myself doing often in my younger years, and that's asking God for a sign. (laughs) It's embarrassing the number of times I found myself thinking, okay, God, if this light turns green before I reach the intersection, then blank, or God, if you really want me to do this, or if you really want me to say this, then blank. Of course, we've all found ourselves there, but as a young Christian, I felt pretty guilty about asking for signs. That is, until I stumbled upon Gideon's story. Gideon was the youngest of his family, and seeing as we first find him hiding in a wine press threshing wheat, Gideon was likely not a brave young man. Also, considering his actions throughout chapter 6, he clearly was lacking in confidence. Again, super relatable to teenage Mitchell. So, through his journey with God, Gideon asks for multiple signs to ensure this is exactly what he is supposed to do. As I read this story for the first time, I thought back to the verse in Luke 4.12 where Jesus is talking to Satan. He says, it also says, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Isn't that what Gideon is doing here? By asking for signs, isn't he testing God with his request? I believe scripture shows us that isn't the case. Again, in Luke 4.12, when Jesus is speaking to Satan, he's responding to Satan's challenge to throw himself from the roof of the temple to see if God will save him. Jesus refuses this challenge. Not because he doesn't wish to refuse Satan, and not because he doesn't want to challenge God. It is because ultimately, Jesus had faith God would do it. He didn't need to test God to see. He had faith. This is something Jesus had, but Gideon lacked as a young believer. He asked God for signs because he was not solid in his faith, and God, being gracious, gave Gideon those signs. Not in a replacement of faith, but to strengthen it. God gave Gideon the signs he asked for because God knew Gideon in his heart and knew his heart needed reassurance. Yet, As we grow with God, less and less should we rely on signs to embolden our faith. Instead, it should be the evidence of God's faithfulness in our lives, which we cling to. The evidence that God is good. He is holy. He is faithful all of the time. 